Jerry Agar in for John Moore today. He'll be back a week from today. He's on vacation still this week. So you've been hearing throughout the morning here and yesterday as well, the juxtaposition of a couple of things going on in our community. One is the strike at Metro, which has closed down 27 of their stores. The other is the great need at the food banks and collectives and uh, doesn't take a genius to make the leap to say, hey, maybe there's some food that Metro is not going to be able to sell. And that stuff could be very, very useful at the food banks. Some of that food, Metro will simply move to other Metro stores that are still in business. And some of it, of course, is shelf stable. And so that's a completely different thing. But joining me to talk about these issues, the CEO of Daily Bread Food Bank, Neil Hetherington. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm doing well. My understanding here is that, in fact, you are working with Metro. We are. Uh, today, uh, in addition to the heavy load that uh, that our drivers already have, they uh, are being dispatched to, um, there's uh, dozens, I think it's about two dozen uh, metro locations to pick up uh, fresh food. Uh, you think about all of the uh, fresh food, the meat, uh, the spoil that will happen. And, uh, and so we want to ensure that that doesn't happen and it gets to the individuals who are experiencing hunger in our city and, uh, and that number continues to rise. Are you moving food through quickly enough at Daily Bread Food Bank that those perishables will in fact get to somebody who will take them home and they'll still be good, safe products? We are, uh, and we we have a, a, a massive freezer here, um, and some, <clears throat> excuse me, offsite freezer locations. So, uh, when it comes to uh, the proteins, the uh, the chicken, the meat, those types of things, we will make sure that they are. Uh, uh, the food chain uh, is is appropriate and that it's safe and we will freeze that and get it out to uh, to individuals at the right counter. Okay, well, I imagine that Metro could probably do that if they wanted to as well. So this is something that I, I think is a good thing that Metro is doing. Well, I think it's a good thing. It's a difficult situation that they're in. Uh, you know, uh, nobody likes to uh, strike and nobody likes it when their workers are discontent with uh, with the package that they have. And so uh, we're hopeful that they get to a quick resolve in the interim. We're going to uh, feed that need, which is just astonishing. Uh, this past month, there were 270,000 food bank client visits. I mean, it's just ridiculous. 270,000. If you compare that uh, to uh, to the year prior, uh, June of last year was about one hundred and fifty thousand. Are you talking about just daily food, uh, your organization, or are collectively the organizations in the GTA? Yeah, so so the Daily Bread Food Bank, you think about it as an umbrella organization for the food banks across the uh, the city. Uh, it uh, we support some two hundred food banks uh, from Scarborough right to uh, to Etobicoke, and uh, that collective uh, served uh, two hundred seventy thousand. That's who we supply the food to. Why is there so much more need? Well, you know, I think precarious employment uh, is is a big part of it. You have individuals who are getting, you know, two part-time jobs, uh, two uh, 20-hour shifts with no benefits, and their uh, wages are not keeping up with the uh, the cost of, of living. Inflation, uh, as you can, as everybody feels. Um, so that that means some, you know, uh, $100 per mouth more just at the grocery store. 
lack of affordable housing continues to be a problem in our city uh and uh and so you, you start putting all these things together and you, it paints a picture of escalation in terms of having to depend on food charity Neil Hetherington is the CEO of Daily Bread Food Bank. I'm Jerry Agar in for John Moore. How does it work when somebody comes to the Daily Bread Food Bank? Is there a limit to how much food they can take? Is there a limit to how many times a month they can show up? How's it work? Yeah, there there is there are limits put in place. Um, so there is a process for intake um, where we want to make sure that on a family basis that individuals are coming uh, no more than once per week to any one of our locations across the uh, across the city, and uh, and they would receive three days worth of food in uh, each of the food categories, and and so we're we're supplementing uh, what what people need. We're not providing all of the food, and for many people, that's still not enough. Uh, and we understand that. But in terms of where we can get to, it's three days worth of food every seven days maximum. All right. Um, well, you're trying to spread it out as best you can. And I imagine you have to mitigate the, there are always those scummy people out there that if they could take everything they wanted, they would take it from you and sell it to people. Yeah, I, I, we don't really uh, see that. It's pretty hard to walk into a food bank. Um, and, you know, we try to make it as, as low barrier as possible. But still, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a degree of challenge when you have to, uh, you know, bring your child uh, to, to a food bank. There are many children who arrive here uh, with their parents. And, uh, and you have to say, listen, today's, uh, today's the day I got to rely on food charity. And so it, it becomes very difficult. Um, but at the same time, we want to make sure that through our link to feed uh, network that we are um, making sure that there are appropriate measures in place so that uh, uh, the goodwill of volunteers is, is not taken advantage of. How many of the people do you think, Neil Hetherington, who come through the Daily Food Bank are, uh, are, are a client temporarily, a week, a month, maybe six months, and then you don't see them again? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. It really depends on, on their income source. So, for example, somebody on disability, when they arrive to, to a food bank, the reality is they're going to be dependent on, on uh, the food bank uh, through usually until they turn 65. And at that point, uh, other benefits kick in and they can hopefully cross that line, that poverty line, and be able to uh, exercise their right to food. Somebody on disability receives about $1,200 a month. And nobody, no matter how creative you are, uh, can get by on $1,228 per month uh, to survive on. So that's somebody who's going to be with us for a long time. But the, you have other individuals. Uh, you think about uh, new Canadians and some of the refugees that are that are here. There is an influx that uh, that come in, but many of them have uh, a great determination to ensure that they get in the workforce uh, quickly, and uh, and often uh, that job might uh, prove to be enough to be able to get them out of having to depend on us. Um, but there are individuals, you know, thirty eight percent who have the hours of full time employment that their primary uh, job or their primary source of income is derived from employment who um, 
who will not have enough to be able to get by and maybe once a month have to come to a food bank. Yeah, well, part of our problem has been dumped on us by the federal government, which we've talked about here. The, the mayor has talked about it. Um, you know, we could lose, we could certainly use $60 million from the federal government to help those refugees so that they aren't having to show up at your facility and that you can more easily then serve um, the other people who you need to serve. And I, I have some people writing me text messages here asking whether or not you require any demonstration of need when somebody comes to the food bank. No, we do verifications in terms of uh, address and, and, and that type of thing, but we don't ask for you know their notice of assessment. If you think about you, if, if somebody's lost their job, that notice of assessment from a year ago might not be uh, relevant. So we don't do a means test, and we also don't know the full circumstances. Maybe they've got two kids or three kids, but their inc- and their income is say forty thousand dollars. Well, forty thousand dollars might work uh, for a single individual, but it's not going to work for somebody who uh, has a couple of kids. So, uh, so in those circumstances, uh, we, we don't do that uh, income verification, but we do the identity uh, verification. And you're entirely right, Jerry, in terms of a problem that's been dumped on us. Um, you know, I, I, I can't and I won't get political, but I do think we have to look at a system which one level of government is um, uh, doing their best to ensure safe harbor for uh, uh, people from acro- around the world, while at the same time, other levels of government uh, and our city and our province uh, need to ensure that the social structures are in place. Do we ha- are we building housing at the same rate uh, of, of individuals who we need to come into Canada? Um, and the answer is no. And it is straining food banks. Uh, and uh, and so we want to be part of that solution. And I think the mayor is right to demand uh, that the federal government uh, uh, assist where in, in a problem that they helped create. Okay, I'll put it more strongly. It's time for the federal government to do their job, not to assist. Uh, But let's uh, circle back to the positive here that we started with, Neil Hetherington, as we wrap up here. Neil Hetherington is the CEO of Daily Bread Food Bank. Your uh, people are out in trucks today getting food from Metro. So Metro is uh, contributing while they are dealing with their strike. That's exactly uh, right, and so we, we are grateful to uh, to the management team, and we're also grateful for uh, uh, the uh, union who is allowing those trucks to go through to be able to make sure that uh, people across the city uh, get the food uh, quickly. Neil, thanks very much. Thanks, Jerry.